back to another episode of Cruise Control. My name is Grant Lincoln, and I am one of your three hosts. The cast of... Leo, what is that face for? I'm just... We usually do this a little farther away from the mics, and so it's a little less sort of dulcet, you know, late night radio feel to it. Um, but no, I like this energy from you. I like... I would love if we could turn the lights on and get rid of some of these candles because they're all scented and they are not the same scent. And it's uh, gingerbread it's does not go with watermelon, yeah. without a doubt. Well, yeah, Dorsch does have a point there. Those to me are the the least offensive ones, but I still don't love them together. Well, I thought that uh, crispy fried chicken was a. Uh... Quite the compliment to potato salad. Yeah, actually, those ones don't bother me together as much. They're just more making me hungry. I did like the KFC edition candles you got. That was really yeah, nice. That yeah, you, uh, yeah. That's well, you have to buy that, them. That's a real thing, right? You have to buy them at KFC. At the bottom of your bucket is uh, is just a whole bunch of wax, and there's a wick in it. Uh, yeah, the mashed potato oh, so one was so good, I just... I ate that candle by mistake. Yeah. Because it's like a hot molten liquid type thing, which is normally how they're served. So it was good. I used to, this is real. I used to really enjoy uh, double downs from KFC when they did double downs. Was um, that the chicken as the bun? Yes, yes, it was. I really liked it because it was just a lot of chicken, cheese, bacon, and sauce. And it would burn the hell out of your hands and mouth every time you tried to eat it and drip all over you. It was it made no practical sense. It's a very manly but there was a there was meal. like a year or so where I was I was a fiend for a double down and uh, Well, we all know you uh, have vices. Well, yes, I have a very addictive personality. I became very religious, then an alcoholic, then a, specifically a pina colada holic, then got obsessed with golf, and here we are. Uh, but now I'm back that, to basics, baby. That, you know, that sandwich was you know, like, now they have all these like fake meat substitutes that I guess was the first like meat bun substitute. Um, yeah. Kind of going the other way around. Um, yeah. Yeah. No one else thought things. to hop on the replace bread with more meats. Yeah. Fried chicken route. Like We're a salami tortilla. We're kind of or uh, a reverse sandwich. We're kind of burying the lead here. Dorsch, did you not take the sexy introduction class that we emailed to you? Is that what that was? I lost the keyboard. Wait, did you also not take the sexy introduction class that I emailed to you? Well, I watched it. I don't. I didn't know it was. I was supposed to be learning from it. Well, I got a comment saying that the way we speak was unpleasant. Really? Yeah, Someone listened to our show and commented? No, no. This was purely just a comment that I myself got. Oh, so someone about said this voice. to you. Yes. Was this was this that barista that you keep bothering? I'm not bothering him. But yes, it was Carlos. That's, that's not what he said. It was that was the weirdest Dorsch. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I went to Starbucks with Grant one time after work. We didn't go together, but we were just kind of there at the same time. Uh, I, obviously. Assu- I assumed. So yeah, need to clarify. Um, you know, one. I, I would assume that he actually followed me in, but I did. Uh, I did. Yeah. He. Oh, okay. He admits it. Um, point is, he really. Uh, he loves to chat up a barista. You know, someone who's clearly in the weeds. He's taken his sweet time ordering a thing that this minimum wage worker probably can't provide, but also trying to befriend this person who clearly does not have the time or patience to, oh, Grant, to deal with you. Grant feels like, I'm sorry that you have to hear this, Grant, but it feels like you have to take advantage of people in social situations where they have to listen and interact <laughs> with you. Kind of like yeah, I can't, me. I, I can't believe we're we're only getting to this now on episode <laughs> forty something. Um, yeah, you know I've been burned before. Uh, uh, sorry, Carlos. I I could only maintain that. Well, now Carlos voice. has also been burned before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hot coffee there. Hot <laughs> yeah. Um. Anytime I I find an opportunity to to force a friendship, I'll I'll go for it. And um, I hate to, sorry to interrupt, and I hate to keep harping on this burning thing, but Doris, you might want to move your sleeve. Oh yeah, that mashed potato candle is still burning. Is that what that is? I was trying to place it. Dorsh, are you just gonna let it? He's just gonna let it burn. Just leave it. Oh, nope. he took a he spoonful took of a wax. Pig. Oh, let me get some butter candle on here. Okay. Well, actually, well, that one. Now I these, is... you know, the more the the fruit scents seem to be fading. They came in strong. The, the the sort of comfort food candles are really getting the job done for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very like heavy smell that fills you up and kind of feel like you can't move after you smell too much of them. Yeah, but that also could just be the spoonfuls of wax you're eating, Dorsh. <laughs> yeah, your you mouth is... Little column like, A, little column B, probably. You, you've got like a, good a, point. a hardening shell forming on your mm. face. Um, but anyway, um, the cast has gone home, the crew's in control. Welcome to Cruise Control, the only podcast where we dive deep behind the camera here at JMP Productions. My name is, as you heard before, Grant Lincoln. I am in charge of props and janitorial duties here at the production company. Uh, joining me, as always, are my two trusty co-hosts, one of which is my best friend. Nope. I'll let, I'll let them introduce themselves. I guess themselves. I am your best friend, yes. We've clarified I am your best friend. Uh, <clears throat> hello, listeners. It's me, Leopold Bordeaux, serving you my sexy, sonorous sounds while I, um, I didn't finish the video, Grant. I'm sorry. I tried. That's, that's fine. I, I, the company paid for it. Whoa. That's not good. <laughs> Look, we have a little extra money we now. Are the co- we are the company now, though. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Well, we'll figure that out with uh Good grief. Leopold with, uh, Bordeaux, Victor I Pellegrini. do costumes, I do wardrobe. Victor Pellegrini, we'll talk to him after this. And hey, this is Dorsch. I do stunts and action stuff and explosions. I kind of like this um voice. That's more like, that more felt like a delivery person at nighttime, like trying to get buzzed in, you know? Hey, let me in. Yeah, I don't think that would work for me. No, it wouldn't work for me. Sexually or otherwise. pizza candles. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? No, Um, Brent, it's just Dorsch. Oh. Uh, You can just leave him at the door then. Um, I've got, I've got some pretty cool news. Um, we we struck a deal with with John Travolta's acquaintances. What? Yeah, we struck a deal with John Travolta's acquaintances. And also, I think we've talked about this in the past. Can you not make huge business bombshell drops on the podcast? This well, is all of our livelihoods. <laughs> Okay, uh, would you rather us talk about the, the interesting stuff not on the air? No, no. Y- well, yes, I would rather you run dis- big decisions by us or tell right. us what's going on before I have to give my live reaction on the podcast. All right, well, then why don't you, uh, I mean, you know you know about the movie that we've been working on. Why don't you? I really don't. This is the first I'm hearing of it. I just was told costumes, make them gangstery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea what that meant, so I'm giving a wide range of options. Well, we are working on Gotti's Back, or we're about to start working on Gotti's Back, the sequel to the acclaimed, uh, the, the the audience acclaimed movie Gotti, starring John Travolta. Not critics, not critically acclaimed, um, critically panned, I'd say. But, uh, yeah, we uh, we're starting production on Gotti's back, and I I I stumbled into the writers' room. Um, weird that it weird that it had a writers' room, but uh, I stumbled yeah, into think it. It could just be like a guy or two. <laughs> yeah, uh, I stumbled in looking for um, looking for the coffee machine, which 
Leo, you've got to stop hiding that around the place. Well, you're not going to stop putting K-cups all over the parking lot if I don't move the coffee machine. You don't need any more caffeine, Grant. That's true. You're already going to Starbucks before and after work. What do you... What do you well, need I go to Starbucks mostly for Carlos. Oh, poor Carlos. Anyway, what's going um, on with this movie? Yeah, so... Excuse me. Uh, you've candles. been working on the... How's your acid reflex doing? Not good with these candles around. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've been working on Gotti's back. Uh, you've been making all the gangster costumes. Dorsch, uh, I, I know you've been choreographing uh, a bunch of fight scenes. Yeah, the only direction I got was gangster fights. So that's been pretty easy, actually. Yeah, and I just bought I bought a, I bought a bunch of guns. So it's mostly what we need, but... That we must do have been already have gun right? props. Also, like we had yeah. props. Yeah. Well, we, we I think I think most. I think most gun props when you're like making a real movie are just guns without bullets in them, or blanks, oh. right? Well, the props I, I don't are know more the ammunition, right, Grant? That was my impression. Um. Yeah. So you can there. There are a couple different ways you can do it. If you're a union, you can uh, you can use real live ammunition if you're not sag or aftra you've got to use guns with the orange tip um and if you're if you're christopher nolan making a movie like tenet that's a whole different thing because those guns have to be inverted um they have to shoot backwards uh, well you suck yeah yeah you catch the bullet i actually did consult on uh on the props department for tenet those were a bitch and a half to design. I'm impressed. really. I, I've not. I never ended up seeing it, so oh, I, I would imagine Tenet? they're they're really. I, I really want to help out. All I know about Tenet is that I helped. I was a consultant uh, for Robert Pattinson's big vests. <laughs> it it was a good film. I mean, I think it was. I watched. Yeah, it. I really I observed don't know. It. I think I observed it visually, but I did not process it um, entirely. Well, Leo, it is on HBO Max right now, so uh, why don't you why don't you give it a watch? And uh, I've got too much on my queue. <laughs> I'll never get to it. <laughs> All right. Well, as I said, I bumped, I stumbled into the writers' room for Gotti's back, and uh, wouldn't you know it? Holding the coffee machine was Eddie Yellow. Um, the the composer for the movie and i asked him for the coffee machine back and he said oh i'll bring it to you and he's been waiting outside the the crew's nest this whole time holding the so coffee you machine. asked him to bring you something and went in a room and locked the door behind <laughs> you turned out all the lights yes yeah uh but i i i have to imagine he's still out there because uh you know what else is a composer of a movie gonna do when uh when all the music is anything yeah yeah well, all right but uh yeah we, we can un i'll unlock the door and uh see if he wants to come on in uh mr yellow you still out boom, there boom 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 Oh, door has been flung open. One footstep. Where do you want me to put this? Uh, where do you want me to put this coffee machine? Uh, you can just put that in the corner over there. Um, in between all these. You just have to kind of. Yeah. In between all these bags. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, not yeah. an outlet. I would say. Find an outlet. I guess. We'll, can we turn on the lights in here, Grant? Is that? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, let's just blow out all the candles. That no, we don't have to blow them all out. I mean, we. Can, I would love to, but all we right, can I'm blow just, them all. I'm out. just going to put this on the floor. Just, just I'm going to put this on the floor so over here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here's That's lights. Fine. Just put uh, it near my bag over there. If you can. Is your this is the uh, your Jansport? Yes, that's my Jansport. Very close. You'd think I'd have a more elaborate bag. Mm, very classic. Can't really mess with the classics. I'm just here to deliver the coffee machine. Do you need me for something? <laughs> um, we didn't tell him. About... Well, he I said, you know the I, coffee I kind machine of, and then I waited outside a locked door for uh, 14, 15 minutes. Grant, you're killing us, Grant. 
Well, I, I figured that we could lock the door once he's inside, and if he would stick around outside for that long, maybe he would stick around inside for three times that long and just chat. What, what is this mathematical right, property that you, that you believe so much uh, in? All right, well, I'm uh, here. I'll um, stick around. Yeah, Mr. Yellow, this is... Uh, <laughs> you've, you've stumbled your way into the cruise nest... This is where we we produce and record Cruise Control, the one and only podcast where we dive deep behind the camera here at JMP Productions. I'm Grant Lincoln. I'm your one we of your three hosts. We dive so deep. Ooh. <laughs> We've already done this. Um, <laughs> I bet we have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, thought we could. Uh, I I personally thought you would. Uh, you'd make a great guest. I didn't. I guess I didn't tell you about the podcast or give you any sort of heads up. But uh, now that you're locked in here with us, I uh, figure we could talk. Tuck shop. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm honored. Locked. I'm honored that you would lock me in a room and I could be your guest. I have to apologize if my sweat smells at any point. Um, I just finished a case of Taco Bell's naked chicken chalupas, which are tacos where the shell is chicken. Seems like they um that sounds really good. They got a hint from that, their from um, their sister KFC. That brings back memories. I was going to say. Well, were you guys just talking wow. about double dams? Oh, wow. they're doing it. They're doing it. They're bringing it back. Oh, yeah. Of well, course, we, we were, were actually. I know. Do you, do you not smell this candle? <laughs> oh, yeah. These candles are, are beautiful. <laughs> I wonder if, like, they can do this with Italian food, like chicken parm on the outside, stuffed with spaghetti. Yeah. Do. I wonder. I wonder what the sloppiest food you can get away with doing it for it. Ooh, soup. Must... <laughs> chicken noodle soup. Yeah, instead of a bread bowl, you have a chicken bowl. Carve out a chicken carcass. That could work. That could work. Stuff it with soup. That that actually could work. We're, well, we're get we're getting severely off topic. Are we talking about the candles? <laughs> a are big we talking pepperoni about the... covered in cheese and bread? Oh my god, that sounds great. I think we were talking about the actual food there. <laughs> Um, Mr. Yellow, uh, well, I mean, since you're here, let's, let's talk about Gotti's back. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about this film. It's about time we got the old, the old band back together. Tell us um, about so the for, old band. So for the, yeah, for the listeners who, who don't know, uh, walk us through maybe what sort of, what Gotti, what the original Gotti film was, what it meant to you and, and what it means for you to be working on this sequel and maybe sort of what the sequel's about. Well, you know, the original Gotti tells the tale of, of, of course, famed Gambino crime boss, John Gotti. Uh, and, you know, having grown up in New Jersey, which is New York City adjacent, uh, anything involving the Gambino crime family, I hold very near and dear to my heart. And it tells the story of uh, the trials and tribulations of, I would say, you know, history's first real anti-hero. You know, you watch the film and you can't help but but love him and feel for him. Of course not. And and walk us through uh, sort of who starred in the film. Who who? Well, John Travolta is plays what? the titular yeah. John Gotti, and at the end of the film, he he Perfect passes choice. away as as history dictates. Uh, so in Spoilers. the in the sequel, well, I mean, at this point, if you haven't seen it, that's your fault. Yeah, it's it's a real guy. You can't be. It is it is based in history, uh, and then then you know the new the new story follows John Gotti's son, John A. Gotti, uh, who took over for the the Teflon Don after he passed, uh, and he you know he's really responsible for the downfall of the Gambino crime family. Uh, so this this film is going to be a little bit more lighthearted than the first. Well, I heard that the Gambino family lineage lives on. They, there's a child out there. Uh, a childish Gambino. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that was. Uh, that's a I think that's thing. a rapper, and he got his name from a name generator on the internet. <laughs> yeah, he used a John Gotti name generator, and and, and he got childish sort of Gambino. Uh, 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 but interesting, yeah. you mentioned that because we are. Which, as, which th I think the the generator's bugged. I tried it, and you got childish Gambino as well. Yeah, me too. I've tried it, and I always get childish Gambino. I I got I got yeah. I always get it. I think it's the only option. I think the yeah. I think it might just be relinking to a refresh, and you're just going to get the same name every time. Eddie, mm. what what were you saying? Interesting, we were talking about. Interestingly that? enough, we've been talking to uh, a couple 
high profile recording artists. I'm, I'm serving as the composer as well as the music supervisor on this film, of course, taking over for, for Pitbull, who did it on the first film. And Childish Cambino is on that list along with uh, Kelly Clarkson, Cher, uh, Kristen Chenoweth of Frozen fame. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, no. And, uh, well, in, in my, <laughs> pretty sure in that my was version, Kristen Bell. In my version of history, <laughs> it was Kristen Chenoweth and, um, and Pearl Jam. Okay. Oh, Pearl Jam got that up. rounds yeah. it out nice with the Pearl Jam there. Yeah. So we're in talks sort with of them. Sort hitting every quadrant. They're, uh, we're commissioning a couple songs from, from those artists for this next film to kind of really, Tell the story how the Gambino crime family goes down. Do we? Do you know the titles of these songs? Uh, well, they're themes, and something you got to know about about film music. Uh, themes are very important. So, themes follow characters through. So, if your character is is mm-hmm. evil, then you're going to want to write that theme in a minor key. If your character is uh, happy, you're going to write it in a major key. If your character is goofy, you're going to use a lot of slide whistles, things things like that. So we're having these different artists mm. write different themes for these different characters based on uh, based on how they are. Oh, Gavin, our editor, just uh, handed me a sticky note that says, "Can I add slide whistles?" Um, so Who, who's, if you hear any slide yeah, who's whistles, Gavin. Gavin is our editor. He uh, he. You probably didn't notice him because he's just in the shadows and darkness over there. But he mm. he sits in every week. Oh, he's um, right next to the transport. I didn't even see him. Yeah. Um, so no, I edits... think that's the coffee maker from. The oh, movie. that is a coffee he's, maker. He's... Yeah. Gavin looks just he, like a Keurig. He looks like he does. He looks weirdly like a Keurig. Yeah. Um, so if you hear a, a slide whistle or you know any sort of uh, keys, major, minor, that's that's well, Gavin's Gavin, doing. We we would prefer for the last time that you don't include sound effects. <laughs> Like don't just don't just try and inject whimsy into this. We're 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 serious yes. journalists now. This is as you heard in the beginning, Gavin. This is this is uh, legitimate. This is the sexy episode. Ooh, I like what you're doing with your voice there. I'm hearing a theme in my head to to the way Ooh, that you're what does speaking. it sound like? It's a lot of nothing sexier than indecision. It's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of slap bass, almost like the Seinfeld theme song. Okay. I'm sure Gavin can whip Ooh. something together. Do you do you play any instruments yourself? I do. Eddie? I do. Thank you for asking. I um I play everything I compose through MIDI, which is uh musical uh musical instrument digital interface, which means that I can use a, a piano, just a, a basic keyboard, and I can get any instrument voicing through that. And the reason that I need to do that is because I it's it helps because of my dead finger. Oh, you have oh. a dead finger. Yeah the the uh, ring finger on my left hand. Uh, the black one. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you noticed that. It's it's black and it's and it's big. It's bigger than the other fingers. And the reason for that, as was explained to me by doctors, is that finger lived its own timeline. So by the time I was three, that finger was full grown. <laughs> It was the finger of someone in their in their twenties, uh, and by the time I turned sixteen, that finger was towards the end of its life. And a doctor told you this? A team of doctors, many many doctors. Oh, okay. Because well, I needed a I needed a second, huh. third, fourth opinion. So, anyways, my left hand, uh, of course, isn't quite of course. so usable. It's got a little bit of dead weight on there, uh, so I'm able to. Well, yeah, I'm noticing like a web a webbing of wrinkles going up your arm. Is is it spreading? I've been told by my team of doctors that it was localized and that it will not spread. Also, that it's not contagious, so don't worry about catching it. Uh, and as far as I can tell, everything else in my body is the age it should be. And it has nothing to do with, forgive me for asking, that ring with the black stone in it? Uh, the one on the dead finger? Yeah. No, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would ask about the other rings because they're very cool. I have but... a ring on every on every finger, and each one has uh, its significance. Nice. But the ring that's on my dead finger uh, was a, was a gift from my father, who was the reason that I pursued music. Okay, uh, and you had it, and you've had this condition before you got the ring. Is I guess my question. 
Um, the the timeline is uh, is interesting because my father uh, he passed in the middle of a cocktail party, and uh, it was you know come to think of it uh, on the day I was born. So I guess it's was the cocktail born? party. So your father your... was at a cocktail party. No, no, instead of being coincidental, coincidental. I was a month and a half premature. Uh, but you know what's funny about the cocktail party is oh. looking back. Oh, okay. Every, it was just his time. Everybody at the cocktail party <laughs> has said they showed up at that party and they were like, I had a weird feeling. They were like, I think it's his time. Uh, so after maybe a second Moscow mule, he went over, lay down on the couch, and and that was it. But he was, from what I'm told, wow. he was a real what a, what a he was a real entertainer. Was was he a musician or a composer then? As he well? was, yeah, he was. Uh, he was a social musician. We had a we were lucky enough to have a, a baby grand Steinway in our parlor growing up, and I was told that he would. Uh, he would like sit at the piano and and do all kinds of bits at the piano and he would play ragtime whenever my mother was on her period and that's how people knew stay away sorry sounds like I, a great guy he was he was problematic for sure but he's gone now yeah. uh, i i will say that is that is one of the things that i wish would come back into vogue is knowing when to stay away from women. Yeah, when you hear that, people are like, "All right, yep, stay away." That was that was sort of how the music, the genre became a thing. It was a signal. It started out as a signal. It almost looked like a. It almost looked like, it almost looked like a woman started to come in the door, and then. And then you started singing that, and she she disappeared. So maybe, maybe it has kind of an opposite effect now. There was a woman here. That can't be true. Well, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, as a disclaimer, here at Cruise Control, we love women. Um, I know, I know, we shouldn't have to say it, and we shouldn't yes, say this it. This is all ironic. Uh, well, of course, we love women. Do you guys have hall? Are you guys? Is anyone married? Uh, I am not. I am repulsed by sex uh, of all kinds, any intimacy. Um, I think I was briefly not aromantic, but now I'm also, I guess, aromantic. Uh, and if that contradicts my canon, so be it. But uh, sex disgusts me. Men, women, whatever. All genders disgust me. Um, I want to be alone. Well, Dorsh, you've you've had a couple marriages now, is that right? Well, I, there are more relationships. Nothing's been. Uh, well, I mean, legit. but like s- some of them are bound to go to marriage, right? And I'll be invited. Mm, well, I can't tell you about the bound part, but you will probably not be invited. Whatever the scenario is, Dorsh, is it um, Dorsh? I would love to come to your wedding. Yeah, Dorsh. Yeah, awesome. of course. Um, just give me your address or email. No, not not email actually, but give me your paper address, and I'll uh, I'll make. Yeah, I'll move. give you my paper address, where I where I Thank get you. my papers to. Well, <laughs> well, I uh, I'm 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 not married. I've never been married. I've never been to a wedding. I've never really. Uh, You've never been to a wedding, Grant? No, I've well, I have been invited to weddings, and then. Um, they've come to my door and requested the invitation back, saying it was a big misunderstanding. Mm, that'll uh, happen, but that's I, happened more than once. Yeah, yeah, it's happened a couple times now. Um, you know, I I move around so much that uh that addresses get lost in the but mail. they can paper they can still find you. My paper so they knew your address to get it to you the yeah. first time, and then they figured out whatever your new address was to go get it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, smart, part of the reason smart. I move around so much is so I can finally get a, a wedding invitation that sticks. Um, like an accidental one that was being sent to this address right. for someone like else. Like a wedding invitation to move would there. be like like when Comcast says to current resident of 303. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I dip my, you know, I dip my fingers into various apartment buildings and I uh I sublet all these places. So I'm not hemorrhaging money, but I uh 
Well, I do. I I'm not hemorrhaging money. I'm money is slowly trickling out of my account, but I'm. Uh, well, Mister Yellow, um, I'm I'm kind of curious. It feels like earlier on in this episode you had a uh, music or tone um, for for everything. It felt like mm. so. I guess with this Gotti back soundtrack, uh, what type of activities would you recommend uh, we should do? if we were just listening to the soundtrack, but not watching the movie, like what series of events would you recommend? Ah, uh, well, first of all, that's a great question because I do think that more people should, should listen to just soundtracks. Uh, great film score can live uh, independently of, of, of a film project. Are you guys familiar with Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. And have you listened? So you've listened to Hans Zimmer and, and his themes from that film. Oh, I do have some yeah, I do have some we, notes uh, for Hans Zimmer because I do think that Captain Jack Sparrow is a little silly and I didn't hear too many slide whistles whenever you see Jack Sparrow on the screen. But film scores is that what's in this big folder? The notes? Uh yes, that is. I'm but I'm still looking for Hans Zimmer's paper address, so I don't know how to get him these notes. <laughs> and they are well, we, unsolicited. We actually do know we do know of Hans Zimmerman, but he's a rabbi, so um mm. I guess it doesn't really help you at all. But well, the guys was well, I am looking to get Brist, so yeah, give me um, Hans Zimmerman's paper address. Doesn't help me with getting Hans Zimmer not, by not, notes. Not specifically circumcised, but Brist. Well, I want all the pomp and circumstance. <laughs> yeah, you want to have the party. Yeah, I want to have the the catering table. I want every, I want everyone I know to be there. <laughs> But oh, so back to your question. What do I want people to be doing while they listen to the soundtrack? What kind of activities should they be doing? Um, I, I would say anything, anything that you normally do. See what it's like to to drive to your your friend's house while listening to the theme from the Italian restaurant scene, which most of the movie takes place in Italian restaurants. And the same, we just did the same theme, just kind of copy and paste for for each time that a scene takes place in an Italian restaurant. Try. Um, Could you give us a, a sample of what that what that theme sounds like? Uh, yeah. So here, okay. So here is the low bass part. And then imagine that layered with uh, with some violins over top. Plink, 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 plink. Uh, and then we have a, uh, yes. Can you, can you, uh, Grant, can you give us the beat? I was trying to be the low bass. Yeah, can you give us uh, the, bass the beat? Part? You want me to give you the beat? No, the, can the you bass, give us the uh, bass part. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, um, can somebody give me the, the plink plinks? Oh, this is great. This is great. And then Dorsh, can you just give me some Mamma Mia's? <laughs> Mamma Mia. Mama oh my god, Mia. this is incredible. Mama Going. Mia. When Mama the moon hits your eye like a big Mama pizza Mia. pie, that's John Gotti. And. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, wow. I'd love Powerful to play basketball stuff. today. Powerful stuff. Yeah, you get love to dunk a basketball. And you know, that's another good point. More people, not enough people put in headphones when they play basketball. Yeah, I could see myself attending a wedding to that. I I couldn't see that for you, Grant. Maybe like an Italian wedding. Oh, that would be a beautiful Italian wedding song. uh, Yeah, you know, who knows? Sometimes these themes work their way into, into popular culture, too. So that's what we're hoping. For this Gotti's back. And you said that one, that was called Scenes from an Italian Restaurant? Yeah, there are some copyright issues uh, that we're currently facing. But, you know, I don't mind suing Billy Joel because that song has so little to do with an Italian restaurant. It's true. There's a bottle of red and a bottle of white. That could be any restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's literally any restaurant that serves wine. Right, right? exactly. He could have said Chianti. Then he would have had had some some ground to stand on. You know what I mean? 
Well, but then he probably gets in trouble with the Silence of the Lambs people, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, well, that's his problem. Honestly, this is you're you're in good company here. This podcast has been anti Joel since <laughs> day one. Good. <laughs> I wish I'd wish you summer Highland fall off a cliff. Oh my goodness! Yes, Some, get lost this, in a down east Alexa. Is this other folder here? The notes for Billy Joel too. Um, those are no. Those are those other big stack. Those here. are mostly threats. Cease and desists. I would like for him to change the name of seats from oh. an Italian restaurant to. Oh, so y- so you tried sending him a cease and desist for scenes from an Italian preemptively, restaurant? preemptively. Yes. Did it? <laughs> did anything come? Well, from I it? haven't sent him yet. I don't. Yeah, I don't I, have so... his paper address. <laughs> I've sent them to Madison Square Garden because I know he's there like every month. Do you mind, <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind maybe? reading to us a little bit of what you've written here because oh, yeah. I, i'm i'm looking at it it doesn't look like a really binding legal document no you know? It, no i mean because not many people send preemptive cease and desist <laughs> to people who have not about a song they are going to create yeah i mean you know, i'm also i'm also yeah. not a lawyer so none of this is in in legalese if you will um but yeah <laughs> oh so you wrote these yourself yeah, these are all, they're all drafts, but I'm sending him old drafts, edits, I'm sending him everything I've got. So it reads as follows, to Mr. Billy Joel or whom it may concern, some people have had it too good for too long, and you are one of those people, Billy Joel. Your song, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, is an abomination. Yeah, I said it. It's an abomination. I kindly request that you change the title to something along the lines of Bottle of Red, Bottle of White. Most people that I know, when they think Billy Joel, they don't even realize that's the name of your song. They hear the song and they're like, ah, that's that Billy Joel song, but I can't quite put my finger on the title of it. And then someone else in the room says, uh, s- scenes from an Italian restaurant. And then I realize, oh, never mind. My song is called song song from an italian restaurant <laughs> anyways hope you are well <laughs> that was a pretty stern letter it was kind of me really scared to get that hashing thing I don't know, you kind of contradicted yourself yeah well it turns out it wasn't as much of an issue as i thought <laughs> can I feel like composers have like this and musicians have like this next level. Like, is it if you were to send Billy Joel like a song, can you send a message in a, just a song to him rather than a letter? Because I imagine that might hit him more deeply than, you know, this letter. You could get him on the radio, too, or um, or on a CD. Yeah, that's a uh, that's actually a great point because musicians we do respond to music more than we respond to to letters. Uh, something I could uh, I could consider. I could talk to some of my friends at KWRPO see if they can get uh, some kind of threatening message in a frequency that only Billy Joel would be able to hear. Who do you know over at Corpo? Um, oh, who do who do I not know over at Corpo? Uh, well, Sway from MTV, he's over at Corpo now. <laughs> he's over at Corpo. Uh, as is Kurt Loder, Carson Daly, pretty much the whole old uh, MTV News and TRL crew have kind of taken over Corpo. Anyone and, from 106 in Park? Um, no, I think that property's still doing pretty well on its own. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and Jessica, I know Jessica. Okay, yeah, Jessica. I was gonna say she's you, great. Uh, she's great. She's, she's the so best. Sweet. Have you had her uh, cinnamon rolls? She makes the best cinnamon rolls. Oh, I have not gotten the cinnamon. I have not. I've heard Grant talk about them a lot, and I keep meaning to go over there and just drop by and grab some cinnamon rolls and maybe figure out what experimental frequencies they're working on mm-hmm. for specific individuals. Yeah, you but gotta wear a helmet when you go over there. Um, it's it's always on my to-do list but i'm always too busy when i want to go you know but that's how it is i'll head over there one of these days and i'll send you a text and i'll uh i'll see if you want me to pick you up anything uh good luck getting my number did you change it again uh no i just deleted it from your phone <laughs> what i i gotta put a password on my phone well i i 
I've been telling you. I'm going to do it. Whoa. George, you okay there, buddy? Right. You just, you're just, you just on the table slammed so your head oh, on the table. I love that sound, though. Can you make that sound again? Oh, okay, yeah, one more time. Ready? Oh, my God. Whoa, that's percussive. Yeah, that's nice. Wow. Do you mind if I sample that? Sure, sure, yeah. I, I probably can only do another one or maybe two max. No, well, that's the beauty. That's Because the... I'm starting to get a headache. No, <laughs> I, for music, I'll do it. I've Come been on, Dorsh, to, for art's mu- sake. Musician, so. Oh, you're trying to become a musician? Well, as of the past five seconds. Okay. Well, I think you're rolling your way, pal. Well, the beauty of a sample is I can just record it, and then I can loop it. Could you put this in the um, the new movie? I, the God Absolutely, movie? yeah. I'm behind deadline, and I need uh, 35 more songs by Friday, so... <laughs> Anything else? Should Whoa. we give you some more That's a lot of sounds? Songs. The only thing I've written so far is scenes from an Italian restaurant. Wow. There's Ooh. hundreds of pages of letters here. Maybe you should have focused your efforts. You elsewhere. know, I got caught up in the in the Billy Joel stuff. Or just changed the title. Oh, well, Gotti! We can help you. Oh, ow! That was right that, on my hand. That, that one was an accident. I'm I'm feeling a little off. <laughs> Yeah, Dorsh, maybe we should maybe we should take uh, blow these candles out for real. My stomach feels hard. Yeah, you ate about three candles worth of wax. <laughs> Eddie, we can help you uh we can help you write some of these new songs. That would be that would be fantastic. So, um how about this? So, there's a scene in which John John A Gotti, son of John Gotti, uh, gets to reconnect and John Travolta gets to uh, make a make an appearance reprising his role as John Gotti, uh, but as a ghost, uh, mm-hmm. and they share uh, a tender moment of reconnection. I, I don't know if you remember in the in the first film, their last scene together is is John A. Gotti visiting John Travolta in prison. Oh yeah, yeah, you remember that scene. Uh, so it's okay. There's, I mean, there's really no, there's no, there's no context in most of this film, uh, at all anyway. <laughs> so the, this song is about reconnecting father and son, but, but father is a ghost and son is, uh, trying to pick out, uh, thir- 13 cannolis to bring to a, nope, nope. what's that? Oh, I just got confused. I, I thought the sun was also a ghost because that's how, but no, it doesn't make sense. I got, well, that's a good point. We haven't, we haven't pulled the trigger on anything in this film. So they could both be ghosts. Maybe just it's you a, haven't pulled the trigger on the sun being alive yet. I mean, it could, in real life, the, the character is dead. So this timeline could be a, it could be a flash forward to, Oh, you know what? That's a great idea. Yeah. We're going to rewrite this scene. This is after John A. Gotti passes away and sees his father in in uh, gangster heaven. And well, I mm-hmm. gangsters paradise, if you will. Well, again, I you should see all the letters I've written to LL Cool J, or uh, which I then found out I was supposed to send him to Coolio. Yeah, I I think I've got a I've got a good good idea for uh for maybe like a. A sample for one of the songs or um so just roll with me i if, if this is an inspiration just uh you know add to it so and Grant, some... don't hurt yourself no uh, no no we, i'm not i'm not gonna we hurt need myself to get this clean a couple of times and dorsh Should really badly hurt head? himself no Should dorsh dorsh no, please no, don't, no. Please I, don't. I, and dorsh, i've just got a head. i've just got a, a little melody that i think i think i would love to hear so it's uh it goes like uh Uptown girl, living, living in a town We can call it. Oh, gosh, ow! You hit my hand again. What'd you think? I love it. Think there's something there to work with? I do. I think that there's something. I'm thinking of calling it Downtown Boy. But you said you said Uptown Girl yeah. in it. Yeah, and that's a Billy Joel song. If you that's your first the instinct, the then you gotta roll with it. And I think we can. I think we can make that happen. Just let me send a letter, and we can get I, okay. we can get that property. Well, okay, that. But that's it's already a Billy Joel song. I have an I. I. But it inspired me. I think I have a song 
that that might be able to help you out. Um, I'm desperate. And this is a song about a man who is sort of um, much like your father, sort of a social performer, mm-hmm. you know, a social musician. Does he play a specific instrument? Um, um well, it, it's sort of a, uh, it's technically a percussive instrument because you're hitting, it, it's not important, but uh, it sort of goes like, do, 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 do. Oh, now I'm I'm hearing it. It's piano. It's fine. Okay, it's okay. fine. Never we'll mind, take it. Mind. We'll take That's it. Another Billy Joel. No, we can't. We can't just take the song. Yeah, I'm adding it to the letter right now. Oh, that's I've, all it takes. Okay, I've I don't know. One. Oh, no, Josh, you got one. One, two. That's it's kind of like a uh, a very timely piece, and it um, I feel like it hits a lot of. Um, spots of history and people that might be relevant for the movie mm-hmm. um Very here let me give it a try um chicken parm john kennedy um we didn't start this fire no nope. doors always <laughs> burning mm-hmm. um meatball chicken sub double down hickory stick barbecue sauce um Abraham Lincoln, you know Korea. You know that this song again. It's it is another Billy Joel song. But what we what I can take away from that is that beautiful melody that you're singing. <laughs> Not too many songs decide to use too many notes, and this has a a ring to it. I've actually been trying to create my own uh, my own uh, musical scale. Ringtone. Are you familiar with with mm. the blues as a General as a musical genre genre yeah you know, or as like depression or the color uh do you know that yeah you got do you know the basic principles yeah. of, of we're, blues we're all are, familiar with all three well blues music the uh, genre yeah. yeah 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 it's music for sad people um sure yeah i mean that's primary color that's that's a way that's to look at got. it that's all we but got. the blues is based on a, a scale like a major scale where the the sixth note is uh up a half step the sixth note is sharp oh is that right yeah it's called the blue note is this is this ringing yeah, any bells you know, this is just genuinely interesting <laughs> like, yeah this is i've only been a musician for i don't know five well, minutes well it's doors this is George, grab a pen and a pad right on the back of one of these cease and desist to Billy Joel. So I'm working on my own my own scale. I'm creating my own genre of music, and it's called The Yellows. And it's based around the principle that the first note of, of any scale in any key is flat, one semitone. So for example, you're in the key of C-sharp major. So normally your your first scale tone would be the tonic, would be the C sharp, right? Which sounds like uh, I don't have perfect pitch, but I have preferred pitch. So you take that. Well, I I just hit this tuning fork, and it sounded exactly like you. Mm-hmm. You did it at the same time. That is per- wow. that is preferred pitch. Uh, and then you take that C sharp, and you scale back a half tone. You've got C. So it's a scale in in the yellows the yellow note would be that half step lower on the tonic okay so what could you give us an example of what that whole scale would sound like uh yeah so a c, a c sharp uh here i'll get the tuning forks oh so, he's got a oh, he just pulled guitar. that off of uh off Where the wall that? i thought that was a cure over only there. using one one finger because of course this is the hand with the dead finger on it yeah of course does that sound like a normal a normal major scale to you genuinely i have no idea (laughs) it sounds pretty good and then it's i mean it sounds good should it sound like a normal scale well yes the normal yes this is uh what we say in, in music terms for reference and now this is with with the yellow flatted first note. Okay, so it's a little twangier. 
Uh, well, it's, it's got a different it's got a different feel altogether. Do you do you see the practical applications of? So you guys aren't the first people well, to to poo poo this because I've been told that changing the changing <laughs> the tonic of a scale therefore makes it not not that scale at all, which is what the the USA has been telling me for a long time. You've been in touch with the government. No, the USA, the United Symphony Association. Oh, oh, of course. Okay, so how would uh, how like I end up sending them robes every year? <laughs> Big choir robes. What was your? How, yeah, how would the yellow scale or the yellows? What would it change in, say, I don't know, um, you know, the song uh, "Moving Out." Uh, if if you were to play the song "Moving Out" in the yellows, what would that sound like? Um, I actually have a song called "Moving Out." Let's see if I can pull this up. Are we able to 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 play tracks on on your podcast, or is this is everything? Um, are we going to run into some copyright issues? Uh, we'll make it work. Okay, just verifying. We'll figure something out. Will we be able to hear it? Dorsch usually has a movie playing on his phone in his pocket, so we end up having to take some of them down for copyright reasons anyway. Okay, so you're used to this kind of technology. Mm-hmm. And I actually oh, wrote absolutely. this I wrote this uh my version of moving out for um for my friend's son Anthony. Oh, is that Jessica's son? It is, yeah. You know anything? Jessica from Corpo? Yeah. Yeah. Hun- uh, cinnamon roll Jessica. Oh, no way. Are you, are you able to hear that? Absolutely not. Okay, good, because it's just an ad. Not even one bit, no. <laughs> okay, phew. I'm sure if you send it over, um, if you send it over to us, uh, Gavin can put it in, though. Yeah, Gavin. Gavin's a whiz at specifically this and nothing else. Gavin's the Keurig? I hate Gavin. I want him. I want him. Gavin, Gavin's yes, Gavin Keurig. Boy, yeah. Um, if you can send that over to uh, cruisecontrolpodcast at gmail.com, Gavin monitors that and he can uh, he can overlay it. Okay. Also, or, listeners, or paper mail. tell us your. F- oh, I was gonna say while we have while we're mentioning the email, that email is open to our listeners, and they should tell us uh, some of their f- uh, favorite or least favorite. Uh, theater-going experiences as theaters open up. Maybe that'll work. Mm. Do you guys have um, monthly email uh, contests? We try. We try. Okay, well... I saw uh, Kong. Uh, we don't have contests, no. That's a good idea, though. Well, let me know, because I love sending an email. All right, so what what are you doing right okay, now? Okay, I'm going to give up, because I don't I don't know how to send this over. But moving, you, you asked for a version <laughs> of moving out That's fine. in the yellows. Is that what you asked yeah. for? Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I mean yeah, but... It's, we well, it's an impossible, it's an impossible task. <laughs> okay, it doesn't work? No. Okay. It doesn't sound like your scale or system... It's very. Um, it doesn't sound like it good. means anything or works. Yeah, <laughs> good is the word I was looking well, for. Well, it's still much. it's still in beta, as with any new <laughs> music genre. You got te- you have to test it out. But it's I yeah. Does the USA approve this too? Like with a formal vote? Uh, they they will have works? to, but I need to sway a majority of of the USO voting I- members. Are there certain like parties in this USO or a or you know? Yeah, like it's a, like a red blue. It's generally um, it's divided into two major parties. It's the percussion party and the woodwind party. Are the hmm. because I mean there isn't enough brass Sorry. or string representation. I hate. What do you hate? I hate to interrupt, but you're. Your left eye just completely glossed over, and a patch of your hair just went completely gray. Are you sure whatever happened to your finger isn't contagious or spreading? Well, I'm pretty sure it's not contagious, but uh, whether it's spreading, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I can't see out of my left eye. Scooch my chair away. Oh, hey, I think this is your nose. 
Uh, did it fall? Uh, yeah, wow. it fell uh, off. Uh, well, I guess my body, parts of my body the, are Did aging. you have the Michael Jackson surgery? I, I, I didn't, and that's the problem. Although I do love Michael Jackson. <laughs> I knew it was just a matter of time before we got there. Speaking of wives, yeah, so, I have, uh, I have uh, a wife, and one of my hall passes is any uh, female zombie from the Thriller music video. <laughs> have you had any luck with that so no, far? No, no, they don't. They kind of don't have their paper addresses. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, uh, what, can, George? Well, I was just gonna. I've got all this hot wax. I could um. Put this nose back on your face. With oh, it, please, like, yes. Might sting just Ooh. a little bit. Just it's okay. Go just lather it on. Very sunny out too. Very warm and sunny out too. So just be careful with that. Yep. So it looks. It's. It's, it's good, on as, there. good as new. It's on there. Perfect. Thank you. Sorry for uh, decomposing. Oh, that's funny. I'm a composer, but I'm decomposing. Oh. Oh, <laughs> it only took us an hour to get that. <laughs> I'm glad we wow. arrived here. What what a payoff! Good place to end, I'd say. <laughs> I get it. You're, you're, we not lost your life. a lot not of your steam life. in the last couple of minutes. Didn't we? <laughs> not your life. Well, I'll know when it's my time to go. All I'm right, going to well, lie down on a couch in the middle of a cocktail party, <laughs> and that'll be it. Would you? Would you like a, by the way, we have a big pina colada machine in the back if you want a pina colada. Oh, next to Gavin? Yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go grab a pina colada. Yeah, and there's a fainting couch over there if you need to, you know, enjoy it on a long yeah, I have, couch. I'm almost done up reupholstering that fainting couch. Um, it's a couch it's, for uh, fainting? It's being used in... Well, uh, well you, keep, you keep passing out. I, yeah, yeah, I do keep fainting while I'm at, Yes, it's, uh, it's specifically designed for fainting. Um, you've never heard of a fainting couch before? Uh, no, no, I've heard of a of a passing right. away couch. Well, That's what the couch that my father passed on. But remember the cocktail party? Yeah, no, we, we remember. Yeah, <laughs> Grant, Grant, passed Grant, away, like, I'm the one that Grant, are you okay? My head six times. Sorry, remember? yeah, we, I, we, it was a little distracting. A big raccoon seems to have wandered into the this, studio. Yeah, this guy's been following me everywhere. I think I, he knows that oh. I'm I'm good for some scraps if anything falls off my person. Yeah, he's really, he's really look, he's really eyeing your nose right now. Uh, yeah, and I was gonna say he's he's staring at your dead finger, and he's got a collar on that seems to match your ring. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, I've domesticated well, a squirrel. It's not a raccoon; I, I, it's a I squirrel. It it's you. a squirrel, as far <laughs> as I can tell. Big, oh my god! <laughs> I just, I didn't see its face. He, that is a squirrel. You can always tell. Look at that tail. Always, oh yeah, the tail. Yeah, for sure. You can always tell by the butthole if it's a raccoon or a squirrel. Yeah. Oh. Yep. There's an acorn in mm -hmm. there. <laughs> Storing up for winter. <laughs> definitely, definitely squirrel. Then. Well, definitely a squirrel. Eddie Yellow, it has been. Uh, you know, we could. I could talk to you. We could talk to you for for a, a lot longer. But you are, you are decomposing right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't. I don't want you to. Uh, I don't want you to fall apart on us. Oh, like a composer. Mm -hmm. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it. Uh. It looks like there's a week's worth of traffic up ahead. So, click off of cruise control, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, click off, losers. Click off of cruise control. Oh, there goes his right eye. All right. Yeah. George, this, will you help him the out? The process is almost complete. I don't I don't think there's enough wax here. I'm eating most of it. I, I think we need something Just else. Just let me be. Just scoop see. me up into a K-cup, throw me in Gavin, and have yourselves a cup of Eddie Yellow. I, I don't know if this is the ring talking, but Gavin is not the Keurig. He just kind of looks like one in the shadows. Gavin's a different guy. Oh, this whole time I assume Gavin was the Keurig. No, 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 no. no. He's no. the guy on the other corner. The Keurig is over here. They just look alike in the dark. Why didn't Gavin speak up for himself? I... He's a coward. He's a, ca he's a <laughs> sniveling little coward. Yeah, he's a worm. <laughs> he's great with edits, but he's he's a... I'm starting to think worm. he gets off on the degradation. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, Any, anyway, um, cruise control's over. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
Uh, oh, right. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email at cruisecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the best thing to do is also tell your friends if you like the podcast uh, and you want to help us grow. Tell your friends to listen. They probably won't, but hey, it's a possibility. You can also and email uh, us your best or worst movie theater story. Like I said, if, if that's something that interests you at all, emailing a podcast. Yeah. And we, um, and we do accept paper mail. We, we do accept paper mail. Do, our paper address is one cruise control lane at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we are only five weeks away from the big Kruhuna, so uh, mark that off on your calendars for one hell of a time. All right, bye. bye, bye.